Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Today on the podcast, I'm speaking with Mika Perry. She is a mother, wife, entrepreneur, lifestyle blogger, and co-host of the Good To Be Home podcast that she does alongside of her husband, Russ Perry. Good To Be Home is a weekly exploration of entrepreneurship, family, marriage, sobriety, and how to achieve balance between business and life. Mika and Russ live in Scottsdale, Arizona with their three daughters. They have devoted their lives to building a solid foundation for their family through entrepreneurial endeavors and healthy practices, creating a beautiful and organized home and encouraging honest conversations and strong relationships, all with the goal of living a successful, balanced, family-focused lifestyle. Through her podcast and creative work, Mika seeks to encourage and inspire others to seek the same kind of balance, which is not about perfection, but being centered in their own lives. So I'm so excited, you guys, to share Mika with you today. She dives into so much practical knowledge that you can apply to your mom life to be more organized, to have more systems, big or small, around the things that you do. So stay tuned for today's show. Hey, Mika, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I am good. Thank you, Katie, for having me. So excited to chat with you, girl. I have been following on Instagram for a while now and have become obsessed with you and Russ's podcast, Good to Be Home. And I'm just excited to bring this chat to my audience of ambitious mamas. So tell everybody about you. Thank you, Katie. That's so sweet of you to say. Um, So I am Mika. And of course, like you mentioned, I have the podcast, Good to Be Home. And the, the tagline or the byline of that is uh, balancing business and life. So um, from a business standpoint, my main kind of background is in professional organizing. Um, that is pretty much my background that is most relevant to what I do now in the online space. Uh, prior to that, I was a elementary school teacher. And then prior to that, I was in wealth management, um, had my Series 7 license, and I kind of worked, yeah, so worked kind of with um, wealth management clients and also as an executive assistant. And yeah, and so in that that role and also in teaching, I realized that... um, organizing was kind of the common thread of where I really shone and felt like it had a lot of strengths. And so I developed that into kind of, you know, where you hear about people following their passion and making that a business. Mm -hmm. That's what professional organizing was for me. I, I love, I'm just going to interrupt you. I love that yeah. that wasn't your first start. <laughs> I think a lot of times when my clients come to me, they think that they've got to hit their thing right away. Mm-hmm. And really it's just a series of you testing, tweaking, trying for you to really realize where those common threads are and land at your 
your gift, your zone of genius. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that I've done different things because I've taken a lot of, you know, insights and experience from each of those experiences um, into what I'm currently doing. Uh, so same with professional organizing as well. I used to work, you know, in client spaces as a service-based business. Um, I had a, I licensed a brand and worked under that brand. It's a national brand. Um, now they're a franchise. Um, and it's actually the team that I launched uh, was the eighth market in uh, the, the country. And now they have about 40 markets. Um, so I was a little bit earlier on and that team still exists uh, here today in Arizona, actually, and I'm still in contact with them. Yeah. Um, But after having um, my youngest, I stepped out of that role. I passed it along to one of my lead organizers uh, who's running it now. And uh, to be honest, for about a year or so, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I I stepped back to say, okay, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. I I love homemaking. Um, I think, you know, that is absolutely a job in itself. And I gave my my youngest uh, one year when she turned one, I said, okay, you know what? I gave it my all. I was working. I was, you know, doing this organizing business and um, I'm going to take a step back. And I was really fortunate that I could do that. Um, so very grateful for that. And um, I wasn't sure what I was doing, but at that time I had already invested into my social media account, into Instagram. Uh, I had long Launched my blog actually as a landing point for um, for contacts to get emails. So this was before you made the decision to be fully stay at home. Uh, this is from the organizing side. During, yes, yeah. So I was organizing. I had made the website um, and started the blog as a way to communicate with my potential clients, to kind of develop a personal brand. Um, but you know, my licensed brand had the national website, but I had no control over that. Yeah. Um, So that's where kind of the personal brand started. I was actually really hesitant to be a quote unquote blogger. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I just, I never thought I would do something like that. And I definitely had the misconceptions of what that meant. I thought I'd have to be like a style blogger or, you know, be writing personal stories every single day and be more of like a writer. Um, But over time I've found that you can make it whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. And so after I stepped out of the role of, um, you know, servicing clients in professional organizing, I kept that blog going just because I, I had invested so much time into my Instagram account, into that website, and knew that it would serve me down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kept it going. And at times I just completely neglected it. I didn't post anything. I was like, what do I even have to say? Um, and then times I'd, you know, be really inspired and I would add to it. And so now... Um, it has become a place for me to connect with um, an audience of mostly women, many moms um, that connect with me on the topics I'm interested in. And that includes organizing. I love sharing tips. Katie, I'm sure you've seen some of the things I share there. Um, And I just really like to serve my, you know, whoever's on there watching and listening, um, serve them with things that I know because I learned so much from others doing the same. Um, And so now we have the podcast. My husband and I do that uh, and share, you know, what we know for business and life and family and marriage. Uh, He's a a coach. He's a business and life coach as well uh, as um, a CEO of a graphic design company. That's his background. 
And what I love about y'all is that you've got that balance. And that's always been my heart Mm -hmm. is like, I want, I want to be able to pursue my passions and have a business, but I don't want to do it at the expense of my family. And through this journey, I've realized there's a lot of moms that are like that as well. So I love y'all's approach to that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So um, that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, In the future, I know there's going to be a place for me to share more on organizing and continue that down that path in a different capacity than I did before. Um, Mostly online, I believe. And um, it's just something that I I enjoy. So definitely going to keep it up. (laughs) Well, what was like that number one lesson that you had to learn early on when you when you decided, okay, I want to actually make this blog something that's going to stay with me? What was that in balancing your mom life and your business life? Mm Yeah. um, Well, I think in order to be successful in any business, you have to have the foundation, a strong foundation for your personal and family life. And that includes your marriage um, and also your self-development. I I invested in business coaching uh, during the time that I was a professional organizer. Uh, That really helped. I encourage anyone to seek outside mentorship and any help. Um, And through that, I learned that you cannot put all your eggs in a basket in your business. You have to take a step back and um, make you good before you can be good to other people. Yeah. Um, so, so I think through that, one of the biggest takeaways uh, is consistency um, and wherever you put your energy. So whether that be the blog or your business or your family, just be consistent in it. And uh, blogging for anyone, you know, interested or currently in it, it is not as easy as you think. Uh, it's, so you know, it is a lot of work. It's hours. I have spent eight hours on a blog post easily easily. And I find that I'm, I'm a good writer. It's not that I find it hard, but it's that I care so much. Yeah. You know, and then there's photos and then there's links and all the other things. Oh my gosh. That, and I mean, I need a full-time person just to do links, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyone who stumbles on your Instagram feed or stories or whatever it is, they're going to see that you're very system oriented. You have these systems running your house, running your business, running your travel. Mm -hmm. So my first question is, have you always been system oriented? I have. Yeah, I have. Um, There's definitely, definitely have been times that I have not been organized. I would say maybe my teen years. I have a 13 year old girl at home. So, you know, the bomb of a room, I understand, (laughs) Uh, you know, that's kind of part of the process, but I have distinct memories of when I was uh, in third grade organizing my closet, spacing out my hangers, doing everything by color. Uh, I was an only, I am an only child. So uh, maybe that's the only way I found entertainment. <laughs> like that's I had to terrible. figure out what to do. Um, my but, best friend in high school was like that. Her closet. Yeah. Roy G. Bibb, the whole yeah. color, you know, yeah. hilarious. You got, you got it. Exactly. So that's what I would do. But so I think partly it's a personality trait. Uh, it's something that i feel, you know, I'm, I'm good at, I enjoy it as well. Um, but I, I have always been pretty systematic and I find that there's um, joy in that and a lot of ease in that as well. It's not always easy. There's definitely times where things are, you know, a mess or um, I, I forgot something. It, it does happen. And the more responsibilities you take on in business and in motherhood um, that, you know, you really have to be conscious of that. But what I love about systems and what I'm excited to share with your listeners here today is that systems um, are 
amazing to have in place because it makes that bounce back easier. Um, Same with like an organized, you know, I share things like an organized pantry or an organized closet. Um, If you have a system in place, even though you fall by the wayside or, you know, life gets crazy or something, you know, unexpected happens, there's something there for you to come back to instead of being there overwhelmed and not knowing where to, you know, take the next step. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about this whole motherhood and business thing, um, I think systems are one of the ways you can streamline that because Mm -hmm. the more systems you have in place, the less decisions you're having to make, whether you realize you're making them or not. I mean, oh my gosh, like having, even in your pantry, you've got dedicated places for, you know, those frequently used things like quinoa or Mm -hmm. chia seeds or like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely um, alleviates that decision fatigue. I think we can all feel whether in motherhood or in business, there's a lot of decisions you have to make without knowing subconsciously. And also when you have too many options or your eyes are, you know, your space is filled with clutter or you have too many, you know, um, things in front of you that you need to make a decision on somehow, uh, that can be really tiring and you won't have the energy left to do the actual important things. Yes. Yeah. So true. Well, how did you begin developing systems that would work for you? Like what was Um, that thought process? That's a really good question. Um, I would just take, sometimes it would take an intentional time, a sit down, you know, a reflection on what my goal was and what are the steps that I need to make that happen. Um, Other times it would just naturally kind of flow and create into a system. Um, So for example, a system where I would have to make an intentional um, effort would be a, a physical space. You know, today I'm organizing, you know, this drawer, this room, this cabinet, um, and really think about, okay, what's my use here? How am I going to do this? And what's the system I want to put in place? Whereas maybe like the morning and night routine, although there were sit down moments and intentionality there, it kind of developed from, oh, it would be really nice if I had a routine to let me try this and figuring out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime for me, there's like any kind of a, I'm starting to notice friction in our household, maybe with myself or with the kids or how things are working um, or even big life transitions like moving or um, going back to school. I'll take those times and really sit down and reflect on what rhythms, what routines are working in our house and think through how can we improve them? Do you do any kind of thing like that? Absolutely. Um, I think it's definitely a fluid process. And I love that you mentioned the word rhythm because systems can also be a a rhythm which has much more flexible room, room to breathe. It's not, you know, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's the morning. Um, and, And I love that too, especially as a mom when you can't control your time as well. And because there's other people involved, your kids and their needs. And they are very fluid. And very, very fluid. <laughs> yeah, I think when people hear the word systems or routines, they think, oh, that's structure. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. There's some of those people. And I definitely can fall into that category. I don't like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But I like to say that systems, they definitely breed that flexibility. When we have them in place, it allows us to be a little more flexible when we need to, to give when we need to, and to take when we need to. 
Absolutely. And an example, yeah, my, I absolutely do agree with that. And my husband actually is a great example of someone who is not naturally um, systematic, so to speak. And he's been an entrepreneur since the day he was born. (laughs) Um, And it was really frustrating early on in our marriage because I said, you know, why can't you have a, just like a nine to five job and something more stable? And why do you always have these crazy ideas? And uh, it turns out I also love entrepreneurship and I will never go back to anything else. Um, But he has, through very, very thoughtful, purposeful uh, implementation of systems in his life, that's the way that he has achieved the success that he has achieved. Uh, And same in my life as well, in business, in personal life, in motherhood, uh, by implementing that, that is how we get to a successful place. Yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. Well, will you take our listeners through a couple of those systems that you have mentioned? You and I've talked offline. These are amazing and I cannot wait for them to hear it. But tell me those things, why they're important, why we should get them in place. Okay. Um, So I have three systems that I want to share here. And I decided on sharing systems, not saying, okay, here are my organizing tips. Because like I mentioned, systems is something that you can fall back on. It's there. Um, And the thought of creating a system, I feel like can be a little bit less daunting than a blanket statement of saying, let's get organized. Or even like, let's create a more calm and peaceful home. By creating a system, whether it's small or big, um, you can just follow small steps and then you'll find yourself at that calmness or at that organization. Um, So that's why it's really important for me here. Um, But the first system are morning and night routines. And I group that into one system. One, because I have more systems I want to share. So I was trying to consolidate it here. Um, But also they're one and the same. Um, They're, you know, morning and night routines, they're essential for creating the steps that eventually become habit. I think that's really important to remember with systems. Um, By implementing them, you create habits. Uh, And these habits can give you more health. They can give you clarity, preparedness, intention, and calm in your daily life. And I know sometimes people say, okay, when you're trying to create new changes in your life, start with just one little step, you know, one small change for a week or whatever time frame. I almost challenge the listeners here, and this is from experience, is not to start with adding one step at a time, but create that ideal full routine, whether it's morning at night from the get-go and try to do as much as you can as you start practicing. Because what will happen is that some days you will just do one, like you will have lemon water or you will pray. Other days you may accomplish three of those. And then one day you will be able to do the whole thing. And then you may take a step back and just do one thing the next day. I certainly have those days. Like some mornings I can't get through my entire routine. That is the nature of it. That's life. Um, But I recognize that I have a very subconscious now because I've done it so much, a subconscious system that I can, again, fall back on to get back into those habits. I like that you mentioned bunching a couple of different things into one system because mm-hmm. I've read this in a couple of habit books, but the most recent book I've read was Atomic Habits. And he mentions habit stacking and that, you know, while you're in the, if you're in the morning routine mood, maybe you've got your coffee and you're sitting down to read your Bible and the kids are still asleep. There's mm-hmm. a few other things you can stack with that, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that is brilliant. But yeah. 
one question I have is, is with habits, um, to really get in the place where we're doing the morning routine consistently and doing all of those things, do you have some kind of a trigger that says, hey, Mika, it's time for your morning routine? Like, what is those triggers maybe in your environment? Um, my alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I will say that I set it, I've set it for five. Um, and that's, you know, when it went off this morning and I really believe, especially as a mother with kids that wake up also pretty early, my kids are early risers. The best advantage I can give myself is an early wake up. Mm-hmm. It's really the only way. Um, and so this morning I wasn't rushed. I had time to myself. It was still dark outside. And that peace that I gain from that is huge for the tone of the rest of my day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we begin to, maybe you can share your specific morning and night routine yeah, and then how yeah. can we begin to develop our own? Absolutely. Okay. So my morning routine is like I mentioned, I wake up, like I mentioned, I wake up at 5am. Uh, I have a old school alarm clock now. This is something I got from my husband. He's been a believer in no phones next to the bed. Uh, for the electronic like waves um, and also the fact that it keeps you up. I'm, I will scroll news. That's a quiet time as a mom to be in bed and do that. And I said, you know what, 2019, I'm stopping that. So I, so do they stay on your, your charging dock downstairs? Um, I've been putting it in my bathroom. So yes, you know, I have a charging dock downstairs. That's where Russ keeps his. He's been doing it for a couple years now um, where it's far away. But I, when I share this actually on my Instagram stories, people ask me, but aren't you scared? Like if something happens, if you need to call 911 and, and I got freaked out by like, <laughs> oh no, I've never had to call 911 in the middle of the night. But of course, when I start to implement this, maybe, I don't know. Um, but also, I don't know. I think maybe it was too scary for me to put it all the way downstairs just out of habit. So I have it in uh, with a charger in the bathroom. It's like a a good compromise right now. Maybe it'll make its way downstairs, but yeah, baby steps, baby steps. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But I really love the alarm clock. I really, really like it. And I just got it from Amazon. And it's um, tiny and cute, of course. If it's yeah. going to be in your space, it's got to be cute. You know, you know whatever. <laughs> I would love to have one that's like the analog. Um, that's like super, very, very old school. Like the bells on top. That's super oh, cute. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so next up is I wake up my environment. So that is with light. I love opening the windows. Even if it's dark, I'll still open up. The, you know, we have these blinds that go up. I open all of them. I love getting fresh air. Uh, even if it's cold, I'll open up the windows and I am huge on scents, on home scents, whether that's with candles. I've lately have tried to transition more to essential oils. I have diffusers everywhere. (laughs) And um, one thing I'll mention in my night routine is that I prep those the night before. So in the morning I go around and I'm just like pushing buttons (laughs) and getting them going. Um, You can't connect those to your smart house. (laughs) Oh, there's gotta be a way there's, there will be a way there will be a way. Um, and I will be all about that. (laughs) So yeah, so I love to just wake, um, wake up my body and my mind. And I think scents have a huge power over us in, um, our mindset and how we feel our emotions, you know, it's tied to, and I'm not a brain scientist. I don't know what part of the brain, but it definitely triggers memories and emotion. Um, so I, I do that. And then I have, I do have lemon water. 
Um, I don't drink it warm. I drink it cold. <laughs> I you prep that the night before as well. Mm, so sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Um, I have even kept it next to me in my nightstand. I make it the night before and put it right there so that I can drink it immediately. Um, because I like to have coffee early. Like I can't wait for my coffee. I can't either. So that begs the question, do we wait to brush our teeth? Is is that a little personal? (laughs) When do I brush my teeth? Um, I I was thinking that lemon and toothpaste is not good. No, you know what? That's a really great question. I brush my teeth later because I do the lemon and I do the coffee and then I brush my teeth. So no, no, yeah, no question too personal here, Katie. So (laughs) Um, I'm always like, do I brush my teeth first? But it just doesn't work with me because I'm also that person that's got to have my coffee right away. And Mm -hmm. if I'm going to sit down and do any kind of quiet time, it's got to be right next to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I know there's like the um, Ayurvedic practices. Have you heard of like tongue scraping and doing that first thing in the morning? I haven't gone there yet. Maybe I will, but for the time being, I do my beverages first. That's my priority. Yeah. Um, So I do the lemon water. Um, I have coffee again, prep from the night before. Uh, I have a peppermint tea. Also, I'm really big on beverages. Um, Hydration. I love that in the morning. And then, so once I have, uh, have that with me and I've, you know, had my coffee, I then try to wake up my mind. Hey, just wanted to interrupt this podcast today to tell you that I know you're getting a ton of value from this episode. So while we're thinking about it, screenshot your show right now and post it to your Instagram stories and tag Mika Perry and myself at Katie Fleming. Okay, we want to know which system that you've heard so far that you plan on implementing or creating your own in your mom life. Tag us and let's talk about it on Instagram. So I start with, you know, the environment, then my body, and then now my mind. And this is where I practice meditation. And I do that before I pray because I feel like it helps me just like calm my mind, um, open up myself for prayer. Uh, I feel that that's a a better progression for me. Um, And then I will do a little bit of reading. I really try to keep the phone away as much as possible, even though I do use a meditation app. I like Calm. I've been using that now for, gosh, three years. Um, I really love it, but I know Headspace is a popular one. And um, in the meditation, you know, I sometimes will take more essential oils and like breathe that in. I just really love creating like this mood. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it should be enjoyable, you know, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, like systems shouldn't be like structured and not fun. It should be enjoyable. I love that. Um, Yeah. And then, so I, I don't really journal, but I did this year adopt a prayer journal that I'm trying out. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. So uh, that's kind of a stay tuned uh, yeah. aspect of my morning routine. But before I have used um, the five minute journal, I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I use that one year. I also use just a straight up gratitude journal. Um, I'm not a huge like pen to paper writer. Um, you know, I feel a lot of people can be intimidated by journal where it's like, do you have to say, you know, dear diary today, you know, it can just be like a list of your thoughts. Um, so I would encourage anyone, you know, if they're interested to try that. So once I've kind of gotten myself already there, then I have been posting my social media in the morning. And the reason being is that I would get really good engagement in the morning early 
um, my audience is a lot of moms and I think they're on there before the kids or while they're kind of everyone's starting to wake up or they have a little bit of alone time, you know, early morning, late nights, mm-hmm. kind of the active time I find. Um, so I do connect a lot uh, on social media at that time, but really mostly it's just to get my post out. And the reason I've done that is so that I don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. Yeah. I think that's really um, smart. Yeah. And then I will, if it's a Monday or Thursday, I will throw in laundry because those are my laundry days. Um, And then from there, usually my kids are up and that's my morning routine. And then I now follow their morning routines. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that you've got your own in place so that you can make sure you take care of mom before you've got to go take care of everything else. Yes, absolutely. And you'll notice I haven't showered. I haven't worked out yet. Um, That depends on the day. It really does. It depends on what's going on. And my husband takes the early morning workout shift. I love working out, um, but we have to just compromise on deciding, you know, who works out in the morning. And uh, lately it's been him. So I do my workouts later on in the morning. Gotcha. So take me through that evening routine Mm -hmm. and show me where it overlaps with preparing for your morning routine. Yep. Okay. So the night routine I feel is a much more reliable time uh, because my kids wake up at different times in the morning, but they go to bed at a pretty consistent time. And also I can extend that nighttime further um, if I need to, like say I have some work to do, I can do my night routine and work. So I find that the night routine is a little bit more consistent. Um, Then I also love using it as a time to prep for the next day. That's the big theme of a night routine. Um, So I set up everyone's drinks for the next day love my beverages. So what I do is I said, I have a Nespresso and I put my coffee mug on the Nespresso Nespresso machine. And then I have the two pods. I have two pods of Nespresso and I put, I lined those up next to it. And that just sets an intention for the next day. And now like, it's so habitual, all these things, like I can do it with my eyes closed asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I have that set there. Then I make the girls water bottles. Even like in the morning, filling water bottles is that just that tiny little thing that just feels overwhelming to do at that moment when things are frazzled. So I do it at nighttime. Um, Same with lunches. Or if I'm not making the lunch that night, then I will at least set out, I'll lay out all of the lunch boxes and things that they need for school. Um, I prepare a a cold brew tea, I guess. I have um, a tumbler. So in a tumbler, I'll just put water and either a bag of like the Tazo Passion or the Tazo Peppermint. And I put that in there and put that in the fridge too. And it's something to look forward to in the morning. And that's my to-go tumbler. Um, And it makes it just one less thing to think about in the morning. Then um, I will clean clean the counters and surfaces. I'm a huge believer in doing that every night, having clear surfaces, putting everything back to where they belong into their homes, which I'll touch on in a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll share a few tips on that too. Um, But yeah, so then I clear all that off. I try to, I've been better about this before, not so much lately, but um, cleaning the floors, whether that's with our Roomba, we have a Roomba, so setting that or sweeping. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think as my kids get older and less uh, maybe willful, they're (laughs) my youngest is three, um, I'll I'll recruit them in that in the night routine and have them help with that. But um, our oldest does the dishes right now. That's her chore. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So sometimes I'll be, she'll still be up and I'll do the counters and she'll do the dishes while we're doing that. Uh, Then I do a planner check. I just glance over my planner. I'll make sure, you know, everything is all set. I do use Google calendar as well. Um, And so I'll just scan to make sure, you know, nothing is going to catch me off guard the next day. Um, And also if it's Monday or Thursday, I'll finish the laundry that I started (laughs) that morning. Um, And then I'll head up. I love to diffuse use like lavender up in the bedroom. Um, Oh, one thing I will mention is the night before I go around and fill those diffusers. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need them going in the house all night. um, So I don't do anything then, but I fill them with water um, and get them all prepped for the morning so that the morning I'm not, it's one less thing to do. That's kind of, you know, the night is just think of all the things you can do. So it's one less thing to do on a hectic morning. What's your diffuser blends throughout the house? Do you have different ones? Uh, I have a lot. Uh, (laughs) If you go on my Instagram, you will see, um, I'll share, I have shared and I will continue to share. I have like this essential oil drawer that looks like a spice drawer um, where you can see them. Everything's color coordinated. Um, Lavender, hands down for sleep. I've been putting Mm -hmm. frankincense in it as well. Uh, In the morning, peppermint. I love peppermint. Totally weak. You try peppermint and wild orange together. So good. Ooh. I like to do that one in the office so that there's like the focus aspect. I love that. I have, yeah, I'm in the office right now and we have peppermint going here. It's very wakeful and I love it. Um, So then I will conclude kind of the night routine with my skincare and I follow, you know, my skincare routine. I ice my face. I find it very ritualistic. It's very like, you know, me time, a little spa mini moment. And we've done things in our bathroom to make it feel kind of like a spa. We have like a dim setting with our lights. We play spa music. Like there's a button and like spa music comes on. Um, yeah. So, you know, just to make it again, more enjoyable to kind of wind down from a hectic day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah. So then I put my phone away in my bathroom. I leave it there. Uh, and then I do have a schedule for self tanner. I will mention um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my self tanning nights. Yeah. And tell them where, what your tanner thing is. Cause I've still not been able to find yeah. it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it's, this isn't sponsored or anything. It's just something I love. I typically just share things I love. That's my, my jam. Um, it's called tan Lux and I love it. It's a N and then L U X E and Lux. It's a British company actually. Um, and they have it online. They have it at Sephora. I love it because it's clear. So it doesn't get on things. It's not that brown bronzy color and Mm -hmm. it smells really good. So that's two days a week is your routine. Two two days a week, Tuesday, Thursday. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I live in Florida. So for most of the year, I'm good, but there's those winter months where it's like, eh. Yeah. No, I do it throughout the year and I'm in Arizona. So we have plenty of sunshine here, but yeah, I try to stay out of the sun. So, (laughs) um, okay. And then that's my morning and night routine. I love it. Okay. So if you're listening, I would encourage you to just take a few moments tonight, maybe once the kids go to bed or tomorrow morning, just think through what yours would look like. And then just like she said, slowly start to implement and bring in that whole system. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So system two that I'd love to share with you guys is something yes. I call the week start checklist. So this is a pre-made list. That is the key of everything I need to do to have a good and organized week ahead. There's a reason why I call it week start because I like to, I, you know, my husband's background is branding and advertising and marketing. I basically branded this as, you know, like let's start the week, not a weekend checklist. 
uh, because I do this on a weekly basis, typically on a Sunday, to get ready for my week ahead. It's not to wrap up the week from before, it's to give myself an advantage for the upcoming week. So that being said, do you have some kind of a ending your work week checklist? Like, do you have something you do on Friday? I don't. Maybe I need to create that system. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if there's any hot buttons, but I was just thinking, um, you, you might do it daily and I tend to do it daily where it's like, there's stuff on my desk. Let's clean it off today or whatever yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but I really don't, I, I keep a lot of that inbox desk kind of items on this week start checklist, which is a weekly thing. Um, so how this came about is that I just thought of all the things I could do on a weekly basis. Um, you know, not daily. I try to think of like, okay, what would I be okay with doing weekly? Maybe it is something I'm trying to do every day, like an inbox clear out that's becoming overwhelming. So is there something I could do maybe weekly instead and really do it well once a week? And then that'll take care of everything. Um, So I made a list and I think this is something that everyone can go in and customize to what they want to do. Um, But the important thing is that it's pre-made. I have a sheet that has in these it's like these little note card sizes so on each regular piece of paper um, I have four of the exact same lists um, like a quadrant and each of those quadrants is the exact same checklist and then I have a paper cutter and I cut it into four pieces mm-hmm. and then they have four weeks worth of a checklist and I use you know a card stock and I have them in a little stack on my desk so every weekend I grab one of those and I again don't have to think about it and this is a system that I can get ready for the week ahead. And a lot of this is very organizational items. Um, So on my week start checklist, I have things like meal prep, menu plan. Um, That's something I just didn't record a podcast episode on. So hopefully if you're interested in that, you can go over there soon. Did it go Um, through the berry debacle? Oh my gosh. A little (laughs) bit, a little bit. Yes. Yes. So I prepped my berry. Berry mason jars, just saying. Yep. <laughs> if you're listening and don't know what we're talking about, go to her Instagram and you'll see the berries. Can- yeah, you'll see me talk about berries all the time. <laughs> um, so I menu plan. I do grocery shop. I clean out my purse. Purses. So simple. <laughs> so simple. So simple, but I... Yeah. And easily you can go two weeks without cleaning your wallet or cleaning your purse. So I have these as checklist items, clean out purse, clean out wallet. So receipts, old gift cards, you know, just the stuff that gets shoved in there when you're running around every day, clean that out. I I do my inbox sweep. So I just have one inbox. It's not categorically separated. It's just one inbox on my desk worth paper goes. Every day I weed through like the mail as much as I can. And then if there's something I need, I just know anything that's paper is in my inbox. And it's really surprising. It doesn't get that big. Honestly, it really doesn't. And it's totally manageable on a weekly basis. Yeah. We do the same thing where every, anything paper that comes in the house goes Mm -hmm. immediately to that. So kids projects that I want to keep, if I'm being honest, kids workshop worksheets that I don't want to keep, they just go in the trash. (laughs) Oh, Yes, absolutely. I heavily edit out what I keep that comes home from school. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the very important little, you know, special ones, you know, as a mother, what's special, um, those I keep and they will live in my inbox until the weekend that 
I'm ready to address them. And then I put everything where it needs to go. Um, so the inbox sweep, I call it a sweep because I start with my inbox on the left of me. I have my computer in front of me. I have my, pa my planner in front of me. And then I move from left to right. And then on the right, I will create stacks of trash. I will create stacks of to do, like I need to address this now, whether it's a bill, an invitation, uh, you know, just the random paperwork. Um, and then I will have like a to file. And honestly, a lot of things do not need to be filed and don't make it into the to file. Most of it are those kid items, the keepsakes, the things from school that I do want to keep, um, you know, maybe like school photos. I had that in my inbox the other day. So that goes into the two file pile. Uh, photo organization, what I mean by that checklist item is deleting the phones on my iPhone because those really add up. So if I address that once a week, that's helpful. Mm -hmm. I do a calendar check. So I go through the week ahead on my Google calendar. I look at what birthday gifts and cards I need to get for the week ahead or the weekend ahead. So if it's a Sunday, what birthday parties do we have the following Saturday? What do I need to get this week? Um, or I may go right then and there and get it. Thank you notes is on there. I'm a huge believer in sending out thank you notes. So I will do that on a Sunday. And then clean car and get gas. I clean out my car every day as much as I can, but once a week is when I kind of do a more deeper clean. And then get gas because I've definitely run out of gas before and I never want to do that again. <laughs> and it's frustrating when you're like trying to get everybody to their place on Monday morning. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that's my week start checklist. Um, I actually have it as a blog post on nikaperry.com and I have that printable available for anyone that wants to go on there and print it and at least maybe try the one I have first. If you're just like, I don't have time to make a, a list, um, try that out. And then I've had people share on stories that they've added their own items underneath that. They had something specific and custom to their needs and they just added it on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely get started with her checklist and print it off. What I've been doing is marking through ones that may not apply or adding mm -hmm. my own, like you said. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then really it's just a simple word processing document. You know, I just went on like pages on my Mac and created it. So it's very easy if you want to make your own. I love that. Well, you've mentioned a couple of times throughout the episode about things going back to their place or having a space for everything. So I think that has something to do with your third tip. Yep. So system three is a place and home for everything. So my entire house really consists of zones. Uh, and when you think of zones, it gives each area purpose and the ability to know where to put things away and know where to find things. And I think the really key thing is know where to put things away. That makes cleanup way easier when I know where to put things. Of course, it's great to be organized to be able to find, you know, oh, I need to grab this. Well, that's where it's going to be. But really, like when I need to clean the, you know, playroom or pick up the closet or clean the kitchen, when I know where to put things away, again, one less thing to think about, a decision, one less decision yes. I need to make because I know exactly where it's supposed to go. So some of the examples of the zones that I have in our house are the homework workstation. And I couple that together with something called the mom's corner. And this is an area in our kitchen. There's a blog post on this as well, uh, where I go into the details, but it's really an area that has everything I need on that 
in the daily mom life role. So after school, you know, homework, I have a canister of pencils. It's labeled. I have a canister of crayons. I have a thing of adhesives. I have the pencil sharpener. I also have um, caddies that are, um, that have things like hair. It's the girl's hair supplies. So I'm a girl mom. I have three girls. And so we do a lot of hair and we live in a two-story house. So the way that that system started in that zone is that I didn't want to run up and down the stairs all the time with hair products. So I created this like acrylic caddy and have put everything I need to do the girl's hair in the mornings and, you know, in the afternoons for events that we may have. And I've now used that caddy to store first aid next to it. I also have all of our vitamins and supplements in this area as well. And um, also I have, you know, like the essential oils and, and those types of items as well. So it really is like a one-stop shop for all the random things I need um, on a daily basis. So I just call it the mom's corner and you can do that anywhere in your home. Um, Yeah. I also have a coffee station, a smoothie station. So rather than having items throughout the kitchen, I've really zoned it in to an area. I highly suggest using drawers because um, drawers gives you like an overview of a space rather than a cabinet that you're digging through. Um, So I have a coffee station with all the, you know, Nespresso pods and the tea bags that I I use for the morning tea, the peppermint teas. Um, so I have that all there. I also have jars for, you know, chia seeds, flax, hemp, maca powder, matcha powder, collagen powder. We use a lot of different powders. Can you <laughs> imagine if those were all in your pantry? You'd be like yeah. running across the kitchen with your arms full. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they are pretty and they're labeled and it's very simple. And um, that makes it, it encourages you to make a healthy smoothie. Uh, we do that a lot in the mornings. And if they were in our pantry, if all those ingredients were there, you're right. We, it'd be more running around and we're, we'd be less inclined to make it because it's just one more hassle to go and grab all that stuff. Uh, we have a mud room and in Arizona, we don't have mud. So I don't even know what it should really be called, but it really is just a hallway way of hooks and shelves. And it really works for us because everyone has a hook. That's where backpacks go. I have a hook as well for my purses. There's a shelf where I put my returns. Russ has a tray there for his keys. Um, All my like shopping bags, like from Lululemon, they have their own little drawer there and those are even labeled as well. Um, So that's a great little zone. And then I have in the kitchen, the meal prep section. So I have, you know, the Tupperwares all there, the jars, the mason jars for, um, for the berry prep. I have the cutting boards. That's all in one spot. I also have chore boards that I made. That's a blog post as well. And that's a zone that everyone knows to go to, to see what they need to do that day. I love that my, my middle daughter Reese now uses that as her to-do list. Like this morning, she's like, okay. She goes up and says, what do I need to do this morning? She knows. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, I still need to do that. Or she will go in the morning and then arrange her magnets to know what she needs to do that afternoon, which I love. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, It's these little habits that they're catching on to really at Mm -hmm. an early age for sure. 
Absolutely. And I've had the question asked, you know, how do I encourage my kids to be more organized or even my spouse? And the best way is to model it for them. You really can't force anyone to adopt these habits, whether, you know, whatever system or, you know, being more organized, all you can do, especially as a mother is just show them how it benefits you and how you enjoy it and the joy you get from it. Um, Even if you're not an organized person, just one of these things can help you. And I think that it will lead to taking further steps in creating systems and organization in your life. And that's going to have a trickle effect to everything, your kids, your marriage, your, um, your business even. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Thank you for sharing those three systems with us. So I want to transition now into like the final bit of our podcast where we ask every mom on the show very similar questions. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Okay. So if you could tell your pre-mom self one thing, one piece of advice, what would you tell yourself? Have confidence. So what is a mom hack? This is pretty much a podcast all about mom hacks, so maybe this (laughs) is not necessary. But do you have an additional mom hack that you would recommend for us to manage motherhood and business well? Um, Can I share the berry prep then? Yeah. Okay, because I get so many questions about it. Uh, This is something you can do in your meal prep. So how this started, because now I call it like a the berry debate. What is what do I call it? Um, Berry gate. My husband calls it berry gate because it's been so controversial. But really, it is just something I do every week. We get a big Costco size of like strawberries and blueberries. And I was finding that when they stayed in their little containers, they would rot. This literally happened last week. I didn't prep it. And I took a picture of it because it like I had a rotten strawberry. What I do is so simple. I just wash it. There's nothing special about the way I wash it. I rinse it. I soak it. I mean, just to get the dirt off and I buy organic and then I let them dry out for a minute and then I chop them up. I put them into a glass mason jar with a plastic screw on lid. You can literally use any container you want. I've seen people use all kinds, but the whole point is that they are ready for you to eat. And when you have healthful foods prepared and you can see them in containers lined up, mine of course is in Roy G. Biv order, like in the, in the, uh, in the fridge, but it'll encourage everyone to eat it. And um, it's just one of those examples of just the simple things in life can make a huge, huge difference. So no big secrets other than just prep it. And you'll find that they love last a really long time. Yeah, I can attest to that. That's what we do too. And mm-hmm. they, and we got, we get our um, strawberries from Costco as well. And you're right. Like the containers for some reason, you just, maybe it's like one little guy at the bottom that wants to like spread the rot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I honestly think it's just that it, you don't go through it as quickly because you have to, if you don't prep them, then every time you want to eat them, you spend that time doing it. And sometimes that can be annoying. Um, But if you just spend a little bit of time to do them all at once, you're setting yourself up for very success. Very success. (laughs) As far as washing vegetables, I'll share Mm -hmm. this. I use the Trader Joe's veggie wash, veggie Mm -hmm. fruit wash. So simple. Just put it in your little bowl with them, swish it around. I've never tried that. So I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It's awesome. Lasts forever. Cool. But what is your favorite app system or software? You've told us system. So tell me app or software. 
Oh man. Okay. So since this is a a podcast for mamas that also, you know, may have a business as well, and that leads to social media, one app that I have found really helpful is one called Plan. Um, Not Planoly, but Plan. Let me pull it up here. But it is, um, it's what I, it's Plan with two N's. And I use that to plan out my social media content. And I really plan it visually. I see what makes sense in my feed. And that's kind of where I go with a social media calendar. I do use Google Calendar and plug in blog posts and such there, but really I I do it. I can even show you have it pulled up right here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's just, you plug it in and you can move the squares around. And if you are looking to have a cohesive feed, I highly suggest using that. Mm, That's awesome. I've never heard of that one. So I'll check Mm. that out. Yeah. So what is the best book you've read? And then what are you looking forward to reading soon? Ooh, that is a great question. Okay. So if you listen to my podcast, I'm actually not that big of a reader, not because I don't enjoy it, but I fall fall asleep. (laughs) Um, Are you an audible listener? I am. And that's really why I love podcasts as well, because podcasts are even more condensed like audiobooks almost because audiobooks are long. Um, so I, it's my, my, another life hack, like a mom hack is podcasts. When I'm cleaning, I listen to podcasts. Um, so I, let me see my favorite book. I really loved, um, parenting with love and logic. Mm -hmm. I really like that one. Yeah. It's very like simple and basic, but I think has a lot of great reminders. Um, you are a badass is also a good one. Um, I like that because I recently thought like really the energy you put out there in the world is what comes back to you, not in a metaphysical way, but just your intentions really come back to you. So even already in 2019, the things that I intended for myself and I prayed over and put out there into the world, it's like coming back tenfold for me. So yeah. Well, from a color-coded bookshelf perspective, those two yes. are good to own because they're orange and yellow. That's true. That's true. It's a yes. rare book color. <laughs> yes, so. all my books are lined up in color order. Um, but a book that I am currently reading is uh, Crush It by Gary Vanderchuk. Um, and I oh, also have... One. Uh, you know, I've read no, these. That's, that's Crushing It. Crushing oh. It. That's his recent one. Crush It is amazing. It was written over like a decade ago and he called it on all this personal branding, social media, um, inter- this internet space like 10 years ago. And then Crushing It, the yellow one you're referring to, which I have also read. I did it in reverse. Um, that one is on on uh, examples of people who have implemented his uh, strategies. Uh, And yeah, and then another one on my bookshelf, I'm giving you too many, I'm sorry. I do love books, (laughs) Um, is uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Mm, Awesome. I've never heard of that one. Oh, okay. Cal Newport's amazing. Um, I've heard a lot of his podcast interviews. Um, But yeah, this one is called Deep Work. I think it is probably his most well-known book. Awesome. Well, I'm writing that one down. Well, Mika, it has been so good chatting with you. Will you let everybody know where we can connect with you online? Absolutely. So starting with my Instagram handle, it is simply at Mika Perry, M-I-K-A. And our podcast is Good To Be Home. And you can find us on iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And the website is goodtobehomepodcast.com. And my personal website and blog is mikaperry.com. 
And her search functionality on the blog is very good. So if you're like, I want to figure out where the Barry post is, just type Barry. Thank you. Thank you. I did that, you know, on purpose. And I also use the search button too, to find my own blog post sometimes. So I'm glad, I'm glad you feel that way. Love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Katie. It's been fun. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. I know you absolutely loved chatting with Mika. Oh my goodness, this episode was straight fire. So here's the deal. Make sure you subscribe to the show and you are now a part of the family, the ambitious motherhood community. We'll see you on the next episode.